I mean, that was the most soul-bearing, raw podcast I've ever done. And you had to mute the mic the entire podcast. Thanks for fucking it up, Mandy. Nobody calls me Mandy. Welcome to The Right Side of 40. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amanda. And we're here to redefine middle age. Together, we formed the Bogan Via Vine. It's a community to share the experiences and challenges that have shaped our identities. So put your seatbelt on. This ride runs on brutal honesty. This is the Be Vine Podcast. So last week I was um, on the podcast talking about my mental challenges with chronic depression. And um, I'm going through a down cycle right now. And I find what's interesting is that you too are depressed. Um, Sorry, I'm talking to Amanda. Um, But it's a different type of depression. It's more of a, a situational depression. Would you think that that was correct? Yeah, I would think that would be a good term to use. So when you were a kid, I mean, you never had uh, chronic depressive episodes that wasn't caused by something before, correct? Mm -hmm. So when would you say was the last situational depression you had? Uh, Well, um, there were a tough couple of years going through uh, my divorce. Okay, that would be situational. And then my mom passed. Mm. passed away at a, what I consider to be a very young age. And so, so, so those were situational depression, but those were situations where you, you have to just feel the pain. So it made sense to be depressed. (laughs) You know, it's, it was socially acceptable to be depressed during those times. Right. It's very, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel embarrassed about it. Right. I didn't feel ashamed about it. I didn't, feel that it was something I needed to get through quickly or work through quickly. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I just felt like I, this is some, this, these are sad moments in my life and these are things I need to really feel. Yeah. But what's happening with me now uh-huh. is different. Feels different than that. Okay. So let's talk about that. I feel ashamed for the way I feel now. And why, well, let's talk about what happened to you first to cause this that kept you spiral into this depression. What was that? I lost my job. Okay. And why, which is you lose your job. It's socially acceptable to be sad. Yes, that's true. Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit here. I'm going to toss you this, right? Tell me a little bit about why you think it's different than the death of your mom or the loss of your first marriage why, why is this a different type? Well, you know, with everything that's going on right now, with the pandemic and the social inequalities and with everything that's happening, mm-hmm. I feel that people are going through so much and people are losing their jobs. They're losing loved ones to COVID. They're, they're losing their incomes. So I'm not any different in that sense. So you're, so I can tell where this is going. You're telling me that you're, trying to deal with the loss of your long-term job. And then you think, shut up, Amanda, you know, somebody's dad just died of COVID. Exactly. And I shouldn't feel this way. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. I feel like I I should have gotten over it by now. And it's, it, and to be fair, it's for me, it was much more than a job. It was also a partnership. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, so right, there's a relationship. Fair, yeah, there's a relationship. Um, so to be fair, but do you hear yourself? To be fair, how do you mean? <laughs> well, you're saying to be fair, it was a relationship, and it was. So you should be able to give yourself some grief. Listen to me, though, talk. I mean, right, you heard fair me enough. Last week, Jesus. Um, but I think that. You know, and I can say this just like you can say this to me is you're allowed to sit in it and be sad, but you bring up an interesting point. You think, gosh, with everything that is so that's going on right now, I, you know, I still have my family, I, you know, but that doesn't make this any less difficult for you. No, it doesn't. There's um the, the difference in the past, you know, for instance, when my mom passed away, um, the sadness, the depression was really just in sadness. You know, it was in the loss of, of that really, that, that person in my life. This is, feels different in the sense that, um, there is so much fear. Um, so there's a fear of, um, my future income, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, there's fear of, will I, do I change my career path? Mm-hmm. Do, will I find someone who appreciates my experience and skills? Will I be able to recover my income? Right. Well, so that fear right. compiled with what the economy is doing, what jobs are doing, it it's become very overwhelming right now. And let's talk about that. So you're faced with this challenge and you're sad. What are you going to do to get out of it? Because mm-hmm. that's what you would ask me. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, have you, uh, tell me some different ways that you have coped so far. Yeah. So um, when it started, I started a simple list of the ba- what I call my basics. So the first thing on my list is I have to sleep eight and a half hours. And I know that sounds extravagant to some people, but that's just how I function. Right. Don't apologize being you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is me. It, and if, frankly, if it could be nine, it probably would be, but who has time for that? So, <laughs> so it has to be eight and a half hours. So I started there and okay. I decided, okay, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get eight and a half hours of sleep. And then at least when I was, my mind was refreshed enough and I started to get sleep, I said, okay, now next I'm going to work on my nutrition. Because um, my depression is often linked sometimes to my gut health in terms of how I'm eating. 100%. So, um, and I hope at some point we get to talk to to Emily, my nutritionist. But um, So I started working with her, and that made a huge difference for me in my ability to cope, cope and deal with what was going on. Right. Because when you had lost your job, you had just started a really strict diet trying to detox. Yes. So she went through this with no no alcohol, no smokes, no I, I no chocolate. All my coping mechanisms were taken away so as you, I was going so through something. So you really just had to feel yeah it all. Do you think that that helped you, or do you think it delayed? I think it really helped. How come? So it was very intense what I was feeling, mm-hmm. um, and I could clearly define what I was feeling. So I was feeling loss of the, the, the staples of, of work, income, of that. But I was feeling loss of 
of direction. I was feeling loss of a relationship, a partnership. Loss of who you are. Mm-hmm. Loss of who I was. Your identity. Mm-hmm. I was identity. so hurt that someone would behave in the way that they behaved mm-hmm. and then not be able to come back around and say, and, and be able to, to open up to say, let's work through this. Right. That was the biggest hurt for me. So, so I was able to feel those things. And so, because I have, um, I don't think I'll repeat them in the future. That's my greatest hope. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's not something that's everything is to not repeat, not repeat the past, Mm -hmm. you know, to learn from your lessons. And someday when you move on and you would tell me this is that you're going to look back and say, okay, well, that was when, you know, what happened needed to happen. And it has brought you to the path of where you are. Yeah. I think, I know you're far from that. I, I just, I think that this is, it's finally a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've dealt with people like this before in my past, mm-hmm. but I finally have learned this lesson because I'm gone through it really headfirst. What's the takeaway lesson that you're speaking of? When people tell you who they are or show you who they are, believe Listen them. And believe them. Even when they're not treating you that way, when they're treating others that way, know that you're next. That's very, that's powerful. Because doesn't, um, I think Oprah says that or somebody says that, um, but it's so true, right? I mean, that, that is a hard lesson. Mm-hmm. What else do you think that you're going to take away from this besides that? I mean, that's huge, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I have decided to allow fear its place um, within me. Um, I have spent most of my life trying to push it away or pretend like it wasn't there or I'm fine. Let's move on. It'll be okay. Let's just go. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Anybody knows me, they know I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Your legs hanging off. I'm great. My hair is on fire and I'm fine. Um, So I've decided to let fear, to hear it, to bring it in. But I'm recently have been able to coexist with it and say, I hear you, I understand you, and that's all rational thoughts, but these are why life is, this is why life is really good, and this is why things are going to be okay eventually. So you're going to use tools that you've taught yourself to kind of walk you through it. That's exactly right. It It is just a tool I taught myself. Um, I know it's, I'm thinking here right now while you're talking to me, like, oh my God, and she had, she didn't pay anybody to teach her that. <laughs> God, you know, I mean, that's fantastic. So we're talking about one of the tools is sitting with the fear and it, I mean, coexisting mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. What are some, is there more you wanted to say about that? Yeah. So okay. I, I, um, I'm, um, you know, your mind's typically not very clear when you're, when you're struggling. 100%. And so to kind of get clarity on what the fears were and whether or not they were really valid, um, I wrote it down, wrote all the fears down and then in turn wrote down 
if you were telling me these fears, what would I say to you back? And then did that to myself. Mm-hmm. And that exercise right there was really important because it it laid out that, yes, things are not great. Mm-hmm. But things have not been great in the past. And this is where you were able to get to. You can do this. Yes. You can get back there. Another really good therapy tool without going to therapy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, go to worst case scenario type of stuff. Wow. Good. Okay. So you have that. And what else you got in your little arsenal there? Maybe you should be a therapist. No. (laughs) Um, uh, finally, um, movement, you know, but I think that's, most people know that most people know that to be true, just have to move a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I've been okay with if there are days where it's just a walk, just a gentle walk, yeah, you know, versus that hour and a half workout. Right. Um, whereas in the past, if I didn't feel good, I would just shut it down and I just wouldn't move at all. Mm -hmm. I Um, understand. Yeah. Every single part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just being able to, and then finally, um, I get up in the morning and I sit in the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, do that, try to do that for like five to 10 minutes. I just need that. You told me one interesting thing that you haven't talked about yet is that when you're in the depression, much like chronic depression, nothing happens overnight and you have to sit with the depression. I mean, I think that's your term. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you have to say about that? Yeah. I, and I think in the past I would um, be really hard on myself to say, okay, enough. Your pity party has been long enough. You can move on. You're fine. Shouldn't be this sad anymore. Yeah. Look at all these wonderful things that you are in your life. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, and I would find something else to focus on. So, like, right away get into a new job. And not deal with the situation. And not deal yet. with the situation. Um, so I'm trying to be conscious of, yeah, today's a tough day and I'm going to – I'm going to let it be, be that way, mm-hmm. but I don't also want to miss, you know, my son telling me a joke that's really funny or so, so I'm trying to find that balance of being present, being present, listening to what my mind's saying, what my heart's saying, you know, this is a tough time feeling not well at all, but there are really joyful things happening too. Right. There's a lot of good in the bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, I'm happy that I'm doing this podcast. I'm like, oh, I, I mean, you're so wise. I mean, it's so wise with no training and no coping mechanism. I can tell you, I just, I'm amazed. Oh. I, I really am amazed. And, you know, what would one thing you would say now to somebody who has just lost their job that you meet a year from now? what would you say to them? I would say that it's, it's totally fine to feel the defeat, to feel everything that you're feeling. But I'd also say that we're not here to beat ourselves up. And, and so if you need to feel sad and you need to, to grieve it, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But don't try to tell yourself that you should be feeling some way or should be feeling some other way. 
just just let it be. That's that's the huge thing right there is to just know that it's okay to feel that way. It is. In it's okay moment. to, you know, um, I've been in a couple social situations where I felt like it wasn't okay to feel the way I was feeling, to feel sad. Uh-huh. And I came out of those situations when I left going, you know what? It wasn't the right situation for me right now. I need to just know need to pick where I'm going, what I'm doing, and the people that I'm around so that, like you said, it's okay to just be me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little sadder version of me, but it won't always be this way. Well, I hope everybody listens to this podcast because it's, it's brilliant. You did a great job. forget to subscribe to our podcast and join the community at thebevine.com. We've saved a lounge chair for you around the pool. 